Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning to everybody online. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, and as Kirsty has said, today we are starting a new series, The Extra Mile. And I'm just going to pull out my clock. Perfect. Uh, this series is about navigating a unified and peaceful world. Uh, sorry, a, a divided world of uh, many opinions and many uh, perspectives. How do we maintain relationships when there are many different views and opinions, uh, not just in the world, as we might talk about in church, in a church and out in the world, but also amongst Christians, uh, across different types of churches and also within churches, within our church, many different perspectives on uh, various topics. But first, we will pray. Thank you, Jesus. Help. <laughs> Thank you. Holy Spirit, you uh, guide my words. Thank you. You have something to speak to each one of us, and we have open hearts to hear. Thank you. We, we come before you humbly, open and ready to receive, and I pray uh, my words carry your spirit on them, and not anything or too much of myself, but Holy Spirit, you speak to each one of us as we need over this series. Amen. So, The Extra Mile, where do we get that title from? People familiar with the, the phrase, go the extra mile? It's a fairly common uh, term, uh, colloquial saying. Uh, and we're going to explore and build up to that over the course of three weeks. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 38, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. I won't hit that one because there's a microphone there. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles, the extra mile. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. There's a lot in that. And we're going to as I said, build up to that over three weeks. And I'm not going to talk too much about that passage, but I want to build some foundations over the next couple of weeks and some context as we head to that extra mile. Next week, we're going to jump into juicy topics like opinions and identity and where our source of true personal authority really comes from. And that last week will reflect on the first two weeks and understand what it really means to go the extra mile and maybe receive a challenge or be challenged in our understanding of that term and how it applies to our life. But today is unity. What do we believe? What unifies us as Christians? What can we stand on together that brings unity? And not unity that makes us all the same, and think exactly the same and behave and all exactly the same like cookie cutters, cookies from a cookie cutter, but unity that is established on common 
understanding and belief from which we live out our lives, have our behaviours and our decisions shaped. So I'm going to walk us through uh, three groups of thought or belief, three different groups and um, there's some definitions. So for those who like their English and their, their word understanding, we're going to talk about dogma and doctrine, theology and then ideology. In some groups, I'm not going to get like really scientific on it. I've got a couple of dictionary definitions. Some of them kind of merge depending on which kind of group or church background you might have. But it's all just to lay some foundations for uh, these three weeks. So dogma and doctrine. Dogma is the truth and systematic presentation of truth which all Christian believers are obligated to accept. These are the points of doctrine which are essential to Christianity. Included in these beliefs are such essential doctrines as the deity of Christ, that is, that Jesus was both man and God. Doctrine, in Protestant or non-Catholic circles, dogma is nearly synonymous with doctrine. So in, in, depending on your context and your background, you might have, if you've heard these words before, you might have referred to one or the other. There, there, there can be different definitions, but we're just kind of rolling them together uh, for the purpose of this morning. Definition, a theological formulation that attempts to provide a summary statement of teaching of Scripture on a particular theological topic. Some non-church language, which may help in terms of uh, what Merriam-Webster Dictionary uh, defines doctrine. Uh, this might help give some context around it, a principle or position or the body of principles in a branch of knowledge or system of belief. A statement of fundamental government policy, especially in international relations. A law, a principle of law established through past decisions. In military, a military principle or set of strategies, something that is taught. That might help give some context to doctrine. So what is theology? The study of religious faith, practice and experience, especially the study of God and of God's relation to the world. Bear with me, I'm going to get there very soon. Theology commonly refers to ordered systematic study or interpretation of the Christian faith. So it builds on the doctrine and dogma and experience of God based on God's divine self-revelation. Theology seeks to apply truth to the full breadth of human experience and thought. So we've got dogma and doctrine and theology, very closely linked, and then ideology. Ideology, a system of ideas and ideals, especially one from which forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy. A manner or the content of thinking characteristic of an individual group or culture. The integrated assertions, theories and aims that constitute a socio-political program. If you love your English definitions, you'll be loving this. If you don't so much, we're almost there. <clears throat> a systematic body of concepts, especially about human life or culture. Some uh, synonyms, not some cinnamon on your, uh, in your baking, some synonyms. Uh, worldview, philosophy, outlook culture, ideas, 
that not the exact definition of ideologies, but that's some of the words that you could associate. Or a really simplified definition, which maybe you wanted me to start with, set of beliefs, values and principles that is comprehensive and cohesive enough to be the foundation of a society or culture. Okay, so dogma, doctrine, theology, ideologies. I've got a list of them. Uh, around power structures, you might or may not have heard of some or all of these. Anarchism, democracy, autocracy, oligarchy. And political uh, ideologies, communism, globalism, libertarianism, moderate, reactionary, totalitarianism, colonialism, I feel like I'm going to rap. <laughs> Conservative, liberalism, localism, progressive socialism, traditionalism, and economic, capitalism, globalism, protectionism, socialism, communism, laissez-faire, social market cultural and social ideologies, activism, veganism, minimalism, different religions, environmentalism, feminism, and individualism. So, <laughs> lots of isms. And if you follow one of the isms, then you're an ist. <laughs> uh, so we have dogma and doctrine, theology and ideology. So out of all of this, what unites us. What do we agree on? What should we agree on? We should agree on our foundations and confessions of Christian faith and Christian belief. So that's our dogma and our doctrine. We don't have to agree on all our ideologies. In fact, we welcome diverse ideologies and backgrounds. These are formed ideologies by various things such as our upbringing, maybe our race, the, the place we grew up in, the culture, the, the class or the in income bracket we grew up in, our education and life experience. With all these ideologies potentially amongst us, though, as a church, as Christians, it's important for us to work on unity, to work towards unity. Not that we all look and act exactly the same, <clears throat> but we need to start with correct foundations first. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 Therefore, Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house in sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. We need to have strong foundations. We need to have strong foundations if we are to have unity in our relationship, in our church, uh, as Christians. Because there's a whole lot of ideologies. Just from that list, you, you might have associated or heard or grown up in one of those ideologies. But we need strong foundations if we are to have unity and to be able to move forward together. Our ideology needs to flow from our dogma, our doctrine, our beliefs, our core Christian beliefs and confessions, not the other way around. Unfortunately, I see in the world around us and online, uh, Christians being led by ideologies first and living out those behaviours and trying to get them to fit their faith. It can be pretty easy to make an idol of an ideology and put it higher than the gospel and let that inform how we live first, ignoring what the Bible says. If you start with your ideologies first, 
who has reading glasses? I, have, uh, I wear glasses when I uh, do work at the computer. I, you probably don't see me wear them at church, but nine to five, I'm wearing my glasses. If you start with your ideologies first, it's like having your reading glasses the wrong way around. You need the glasses, but if you try looking back the other way, things are going to look very confused and uh, probably blurred and uh, not the right perspective that the glasses are designed for. I'll give you a moment to try if you'd like. If it makes me look uh, better looking, then they're great glasses that way around. But not only are the lenses bad, the the frames are pointing the wrong way and it's just highly awkward and impractical. But starting and acting out of our ideologies can be really easy when we're immersed in a world of many worldviews and ideologies. Now, I personally, as someone uh, in church and leadership and wanting to know what's going on in the world, I do take time out to actively uh, read and consider other worldviews and ideologies to understand what is going on and what people are thinking and where culture is going. But given that intentional or accidental immersion in worldviews and ideologies around us, could be in workplaces and schools and places of study and family, online, things we look at, we need to make sure that that is counted by immersion in our Christian beliefs and immersion in God's presence, through reading the Bible, through praying, and by For me, something I feel very strongly about, prioritising being in church every week. Immersing ourselves in God and understanding him. See, we're going to talk about, uh, I'll show confessions of the faith and what this dogma and doctrine is shortly. But when we come in uh, before 10.30 in the morning, we're we're singing the, the songs we have before other parts of the service happen. To me, being there at the start, and us singing songs together, we are in unity and we are unifying our heart and our spirit. We're, we're, we're praising, but we're also confessing. Like the song Waymaker, we're, we're confessing that God is a waymaker, a miracle worker, light in the darkness. And, and to me, if I was to miss the very start of the service, like just come for the preaching, I, I have missed an opportunity for us to unify together. for me to unify with my community and what God is doing uh, through the song, through the worship. It's all part of a whole experience together. It's not just coming and hearing the same word and then going and living that out. It's the opportunity and the the immersion in that uh, atmosphere of worship, confession of faith, and proclaiming things together. Great opportunity. Wednesday night, prayer and worship. If you've been before and haven't been for a while, or if you've never been before, it's an open invitation. We, we need to prioritise in our life immersion in the atmosphere that uh, God's people and his church and re- that relationship together is, whether it's Sunday, whether it's Wednesday, whether it's dinner parties. These are opportunities for us to immerse ourselves and be united in belief and our Christian belief and confessions to then go out and live our life and be able to carry our faith into a world that is immersed in all sorts of ideologies and worldviews. See, some ideologies aren't great. There are some we can clearly see go against biblical teaching, Christian teaching, and to follow them would be leading you 
into sin. But many ideologies have enough truth in them. Good elements or parts that aren't necessarily causing you to sin if you follow them, but if we elevate them over God, we have made an idol of them. Exodus 20, verse 3, first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. Matthew 22, 37 to 40, when Jesus asked about what is the most important commandment, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, the first and greatest commandment. What is first in our lives? Is it our Christian faith, our confessions, our belief? Or is it an ideology that we adopt and we make our decisions out of? Which, which way is it? And uh, verse 39, and the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So as I mentioned at the start, next week we're going to look at opinions linked to ideologies and loving your neighbour as yourself. Loving your neighbour and humility are key in having a relationship with people of different opinions and ideologies. But I'm going to dedicate more time to that next week. So just remember, this is a three-part series. Essentially, it's one message over three weeks. So don't take this bit and uh, miss next week because it really, uh, uh, maybe more so than other series I've preached, these ones are really key to be linked together because we could focus on ideologies and confessions and beliefs, but we need to love each other. We need to have humility in that relationship as well. So... What do we believe? What can we agree on? What are the core beliefs and understandings uh, understanding we have as Christians? Well, they can be summed up nicely in the Apostles' Creed, which has been used from about the 5th or 6th century, but had early beginnings about AD 200. I'm going to have it on the screen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. For me, I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian household, going to church every week. I attended uh, two quite different denominations, uh, Pentecostal New Life Churches in New Zealand and Anglican, uh, based off geography and uh, once I started attending church, going to the, the local one. So I, and I also had a few really good friends in Baptist churches. As a child, you take on your parents' ideologies, and in time, mine has formed through my own theology, understanding of God, and culture, looking at the doctrine and the dogma, but then having actively studied the word and looking to understand the world in that context. It is a little different in some areas, and maybe different in some compared to both my parents and my friends and my denomination experiences. So I have an ideology that's 
developed over time. On a world scale of ideologies, the differences are probably very tiny, very small, compared to my other Christian friends and Christian family. Sometimes we can lose that perspective when we are focused on the differences and the immediate things around us. But no matter the outworking of the ideologies, we need to retain the perspective that what we agree on, what unites us, the foundations or the dogma and confessions of our faith. Now, I didn't go around with my Baptist friends and my Anglican friends and my Pentecostal friends. Uh, We didn't go around every week saying the Apostles' Creed to each other and confessing our, our faith. But they were foundational in the teaching we received and the relationships and how we acted out towards each other. And they are foundational in the various churches that we were a part of. So we had that uniting thing between us. It's not a unity, again, that makes us all the same, but unity that is established on that common understanding and belief from which we live out our lives and have our behaviours and decisions shaped. To help focus on our attention and what unites us before those ideologies, we're going to change things up a little this morning. Song, for me, is a great way to remember scripture, to remember verse, to confess it, to uh, suddenly sing it ten years later from the song that we used to do. And the Hillsong put a modern version of the Creed to song in 2014. And we're going to have some time of reflection, of worship, of the Holy Spirit ministering to us uh, shortly. The, the song is about five or six minutes. It's going to have the lyrics up on the screen. And I want to take the time <clears throat> to reflect on what unites us, what will be on the screen and what will be sung, and maybe you know the song already, and as it starts to, to come on, you'll, you'll know the words before they're coming because song is very powerful in that way. But if we're living out of our ideologies and maybe we've forgotten what unites us and what brings us together, this is an opportunity to reflect on these key confessions, these key beliefs, and to focus on that unity and not on the, uh, the things that divide us or the, the, the differing opinions. But, and this is highly key and important for us to build on the next two weeks. I'd encourage you, as we have the song on, you can stand, you can sit, you can kneel, you can come up the front. Whatever you need to do to be able to reflect, you could worship, you could uh, just watch, you could close your eyes, whatever. Everything is available, and I want you to take this five or six minutes to reflect on the words, on the song, uh, on what really unites us, and to reflect on how we behave and those different ideologies and isms, and maybe there's just little bits, little beliefs that have crept in and are forming how we behave more than the Bible, more than our core beliefs, more than our theology and our understanding of God. So we're just going to play the song and give you that opportunity of reflection, of worship, uh, of the Holy Spirit ministering to us now.